Welcome to the Sprint to Profit podcast with Kirsty and Isaac. If you are an Amazon seller looking to grow your business with some of the latest tactics and strategies, along with some great guidance for your overall business, then you are in the right place. So pay attention and if needed, take notes. Let's get started. Hey everybody, welcome to the Sprint to Profit podcast for Amazon sellers. This podcast is developed by and for Amazon sellers to give you the latest strategies that are working right now to grow your Amazon business profitably, as well as how to plan for your future growth and lifestyle. So if you're currently selling on Amazon or looking to get started in selling private label products on Amazon, then you're in the right place to learn more about the ins and outs of the processes and strategies it takes to develop a long-term sustainable business that brings you income month after month and year after year. And today is going to be particularly helpful for those of you who are looking to get started because we're going to break down the essential steps on how to actually get started in a proper way to make sure you give yourself the best chance for success. Yeah. So now remember, guys, there are going to be a lot of real small steps um, within each of these higher level steps because there's no way otherwise we'd be here for, well, probably 14 weeks. (laughs) (laughs) Three Um, days nonstop. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But what we want to do is just highlight the main steps. Basically, we've got main, well, seven steps uh, Mm -hmm. that you need to take to build the business the right way, right? So there's probably a lot of things out there that you can find on how to start the Amazon business. But we really want you to really focus in on what are the core things that you need to do to build the business in the right way while leveraging Amazon and the power of Amazon. So first of all, step one, usually this for a lot of people is what product am I going to sell, right? What is the key product that I need to sell that's going to make me millions of dollars on Amazon? Well, what we like to do is actually get people to stand back from that and really look at finding who you want to serve. And we call this the ideal client, right? So finding the ideal client, the ideal person that you would like to serve in a business, not finding the product. Because once you've found who you want to sell to, essentially, that means that you can sell them lots of different things. And then that's the next step, right? Well, that's what we're going to really focus in on is what kind of stuff do they want to buy? But if you haven't got who you want to sell to first, it's really then difficult to start building the business out in the right way. So the main reason you want to do this is because your first goal is to create a brand that connects with this ideal client. So don't worry, not unlike a lot of other marketing experts who try and teach on this subject, The way we identify your ideal client is way easier than filling out some sort of sheet or the demographics of this type of person, right? So we always talk about the fact that, you know, a lot of people say, will say, well, who is the person that you're selling to? And they, people say, oh yeah, it's women aged 18 to 60. And I'm like, well, you know, having been 18, I'm clearly not 60 yet, but you know. Not (laughs) yet. There's a lot of different attitudes and a lot of different behaviors that you have all along that journey. Demographics really don't matter. What we're trying to do is tap into an interest or essentially a behavior, an attitude that people have towards the category or towards the the thing or the area that you want to sell in, right? That way, if you really are able to tap into that, that's the key thing that's going to make you stand out versus everyone else. So Really, what you need to do is think about what's the interest category that your products are going to fall into and make sure that they're the same interest, right? So, for instance, if you're thinking about selling dog toys, which some people do, they're like, oh, this looks really cool on Amazon. It looks like this is going to be a great product. Then they might go, oh, I'm, there, I'm now going to sell shoes. And then, 
you know, I've, I noticed that these masks are kind of like, you know, trendy now. So why don't I sell masks? And then all of a sudden you've got this kind of mishmash of products. They might sell some stuff on Amazon, but it's not you building a real business, right? You want to build a real brand. It really just doesn't make sense to kind of chuck a load of product out there and hope that something sticks, even though I know a lot of people talk about that strategy. I'm not saying that you couldn't make money doing that at some point, but if you want to build a real business that you want to sell one day, building a brand is where you should start. So for example, if your interest is home decor or outdoor living or swimming or high fashion, then you should develop your brand within that particular interest. Why? Because that means that your product selection is going to be a lot easier because you're going to stay within that interest. And you can also then sell cross-sell products to the same customer in the future, right? So there's many kind of reasons why you want to start with the brand. But basically what it means for you as well is the fact that you're going to have a lot more clarity and understand a lot better how you're actually going to bring products into the marketplace and how you're going to market those to that ideal client. Yeah. And, and a lot of marketers want to talk about like customer avatars, like fill out like how much money they make, what car and cars they drive, how many kids they have. Almost always that stuff is pointless. And I'm telling you, throw out your customer avatar, not completely erase it and don't, don't think about the type of person you're talking to. But that customer avatar that most marketers generally tell you to focus on is almost irrelevant to what you're trying to achieve. It's great when you know, like, it, that's great for what we call for advertising. So like, if you're advertising to a customer, you need to know those things. So like, you, know, you can put your ads in the, in the magazines and Facebook or whatever groups and stuff like that. But as far as the actual brand itself, that's not what we're talking about. Your customer, your, your ideal client is actually who is interested in the brand, that, that kind of niche or that area, that, that product line. Who is that person? Why are they interested in it? What are their problems? What are the solutions to those problems? What are they buying for those solutions? That's the kind of stuff you need to be thinking about because that's the only thing that really matters when you're talking about picking products and, and selling them on Amazon. So that way you're offering the solutions to the problems for the ideal client that you have. So if you, if you stop thinking about what am I going to sell and instead reframe your brain to say, how am I going to help my ideal client make their life easier or better or make them happier? That's what you should be thinking about. And then the products kind of fall into place from there. Even if you have to kind of search for a little bit longer, it starts to make a lot more sense. And, and yeah, you know, the, the brand itself takes Amazon's, you know, gigantic sphere of products and it just narrows it right down to this little ball that you're looking at and just say, okay, I just need to focus here. Don't need to worry about all this other stuff, right? I see, you know, cast my eye on these types of products and all the other stuff doesn't make any sense. And that's where you're talking about, you know, getting that focus. And I think that's great because, Every time we've done it, you, you, you happen to find products that you never would have guessed about that, that are yeah. successful on Amazon. And it also just takes away all this overwhelm of just like, well, what, what, what could I possibly sell? And I'll put it this way. If you don't have any hobbies or interests and you don't really have any passions, opening a business of any kind might not really be the thing for you. Because if you can't think of what you would actually want to offer the world as a solution or help them find better solutions to things opening a business might not be your thing. I can say that most people can find something, but if you really just cannot think of anything, this is going to be, it's going to make your, your, your essentially opening a business a lot harder on you. Yeah. I, I funnily enough, I had a, an email from someone the other day, just ask it saying, Hey, do you guys help with, you know, basically help your clients with the most profitable categories on Amazon? And it's like, well, every category is profitable. Like literally every category. 
So it, that's kind of like irrelevant, mm-hmm. right? Basically, what we're trying to do is get you guys to focus in on, as, as Isaac said, the, the kind of person that has a specific problem. And then we're going to help with the solu- finding the solution to that pro- problem in, in terms of a product and a brand that you're going to create. And we will be able to find that in every category on Amazon. And there is some that are going to be better than others in terms of the product. But the actual categories themselves, there's, there's basically every pro- there's a product in there or products within those categories. So stop thinking about categories on Amazon. Start thinking about who is the type of person that you want to serve in the future. And then you're definitely going to find products that are able to do that as well. And the more you can prove to that customer that you're the best person or the best brand that's going to solve the problem, then the more sales that you're going to get. doesn't even necessarily mean to be the product itself. It's the way that you present the product, the way you talk as the brand, um, the way that you position yourself. I mean, if you think right now about what types of brands that you would never buy. I, I did this with my mom the other day, actually, when we were talking about brands. And she, she said, oh, yeah, um, Heinz, Heinz tomato sauce. We call that in England, right? So Heinz uh, ketchup. ketchup yeah. And I was like, if I told you that the local supermarket's own label brand was Heinz, they manufacture it, they literally put it in a different bottle, would you buy it? She went, no, I'd still have to buy the Heinz because <laughs> in her brain, it was the Heinz brand that made it the best brand for her. And she couldn't get her head around the fact that it was exactly the same formulation, just in a different bottle. So think about how you connect with brands around your own house, you know, you, whatever, whatever interest that you like. And there's going to be at least one brand there that you will never deviate from and you will have brand loyalty towards that brand, even though you know that the neighboring product is probably exactly the same. Yeah, and there'll be brands that you just absolutely won't ever buy as well because of your loyalty to a certain brand, right? So yeah. it brings that, you know, that whole, you know, it's it's bring the customers to you by attracting them with what you have to offer. It's it's essentially you're the best person to offer that. And that's what we want you guys to really understand. That's the long-term business strategy. What the second step in this process is though, is now that you know the kinds of brand and the product niche and the product line, you want to do product research on the main keywords for the products you're looking to sell. So say you're in the dog, you know, the dog uh, category and you're looking to sell dog toys or dog treats or whatever, look specifically at the main keywords. So you probably wouldn't look at dog toys in that example. You'd be looking at dog Frisbee, the exact toy that you're trying to sell, right? So just the one toy. So you don't want to go too broad. You don't want to go too narrow. It's like dog Frisbee for, you know, uh, golden retrievers only. Like that's too narrow. You're thinking like more than just the golden retriever could use a dog frisbee, right? So multiple breeds could probably use that. So you want to find that sweet spot. Basically, now you know what your brand looks like. You're going to start researching those products that bring back the best return on your investment. And that's using your interest in ideal client as your product guide. You can start looking at products on Amazon.com that fall into this interest. We recommend installing a product research tool called Jungle Scout to help you analyze the results from the Amazon sales page. So if you look up dog frisbee, not dog toys or dog frisbee for golden retriever, you look up dog frisbee and then you'll hit the jungle scout little Chrome button there and it'll bring up all the sales for that page. And it'll tell you like, you know, how these you know people are doing, all these other sellers are doing. And then it'll tell you a lot of things like how competitive this page is, you know, who's, who's selling really well, how many sales they're getting in an estimate, what kind of reviews they have, you know, the rating, how many reviews they have. And, and basically a lot of other information at a glance, you know, even you can click on their, 
individual sales history for how long they've been doing this and see if they're kind of an up or down period to help you analyze, you know, uh, trends for seasonality or whatever. So that, that whole thing, when you're typing that, that word into the search bar, we call that a keyword. So it's a search term when you type it in, but for us as sellers, we call it a keyword because that's what we're trying to target to attract our, um, ideal client to our pro to our products on Amazon. So once you type that keyword in there and hit the jungle scout, it brings up all that data. Like I said, and it's great because we want to make sure that, you know, their products out there that customers are buying with enough demand for you to jump into the market and get sales as well. So if you have like one to three sellers on page one for the main keyword that have a lot of sales, but you know, maybe there's not a lot of other people doing well, well, that's fine. So we kind of use like a thousand sales per month because we want to see, you know, people doing around 30 sales or 30 sales per day or more to kind of let us know that there's demand there. If nobody's doing that, it might be a either low demand product or it's a high price product and people just buy it, you know, kind of out on a, on a, you know, need basis, not more like a, you know, like a commodity. It's like, Hey, you know, um, for example, like you would buy a, you know, a dog harness only if you needed a dog harness, it wouldn't be something that you would definitely, definitely buy if you don't need it. And what I mean by harness is like, maybe you're putting them into like a truck bed or, you know, a, a backseat of a car. There's like a, my wife actually bought it. It's not even a harness. It's like a box that they sit in. It's like a, they call it like a seatbelt, but it's not a seatbelt. It's, I don't even know what the heck it is. I don't know what to call it. So like I don't a, know. Like you have a car seat for kids. It's like one for yeah, dogs. Yeah. It's, it's a dog seat essentially. Yeah. For cars. It's, I don't know what, I don't know how she found it. I'm like, this is weird. Um, but that would be something like only if you're traveling with your dog, would you need that? That's probably going to be a bit more expensive. Um, but probably not a lot of demand, but there might be enough out there for you to jump in. But we kind of like to see a little bit more demand than some of those products. Like we want kind of churn so that way we can get our cash flow. And then that basically means that you're going to be able to, you know, uh, analyze these products, understand the, the market demand and see what kind of market share you can take. And that means that you can basically find how, how, you know, how expensive it's going to be to beat your competition. That way, you know, like, Hey, I'm going to have to be around this, you know, maybe 20 sales a day or 15 sales a day just to get on this page. So I can kind of compete in that sphere. Um, and so I have to do a launch to get me to that point. And that's going to cost me some money. And you have to know that up front so that we are planning for it. Otherwise, and this is actually one of the big reasons why we see people fail is they don't plan their cash flow for their product launch. They just, get the product and put it on Amazon and then they go, Oh, well, it's too expensive to run ads. I was like, well, how are you going to get sales? How are you going to, how are you going to get your, your initial visibility? How are you going to get reviews? I don't know. I don't have a plan for that. I don't have any money to do anything. It's like, that's, you've already gone too far. You, you didn't plan this ahead of time. And that's what we want you to do is plan that ahead of time and do the proper research ahead of time. Yeah. You want to, and like, like you said, it's got to be on the relevant keywords as well, right? Because we do mm -hmm. see, that sometimes what a lot of people might do is think they know what it is. And so they do their research based on a keyword that actually doesn't have the volume or brings up the wrong competition. And so you're not kind of comparing the right things with the competition. So that's right. Make sure that you've got the right keywords that are going to bring you the demand and that you're looking in the right spot. And then what we want to do is really look at, well, are these products even going to be profitable? Are they going to bring me the cash flow that I need to give me the income goal that I want to, that I want to make. Right. And so this is a big area that we can't stress enough, right? Knowing your numbers, knowing your numbers before you even decide to put any money down on any product. I've been talking to a few people recently and, you know, if, like one person, for instance, they had $5,000 investment and they wanted to launch five products with that $5,000 investment, but having no idea 
how much you know each product was going to bring back in terms of profit, therefore how they were going to grow that business. And so it seems like you're kind of hedging your bets a little bit because you've got this, say, $5,000 investment. And so what you're going to do is, is just get a few hundred units of, of each of five products. But then you've got no idea what kind of, you know, income you're going to be able to make from that and how you're actually going to grow the business. It's really not the right way to go. I'm not. So what you need to do is you need to think about understanding all those numbers for all the different product opportunities that you find. So when you've gone through the, the different keywords, the different kind of ideas that you've got for products underneath the ideal client that you want to serve, you then want a big list of products that you can then research in terms of the numbers. And the key numbers that we're focused on is, as, as Isaac said, number one is what's the competition out there? What kind of demand can I expect? How many units per day can I expect? Then you'll want to look at the reviews. Um, can I compete in this category? If Usually if you've got like over 5,000 reviews and everyone's got 5,000 reviews on the page, it might be a bit, you know, hard for you to compete with no reviews, right? So, you know, just weigh that part up. The second thing is, how am I going to compare on price to the main competition? How much can I, you know, realistically charge for this product? Um, and so you want to think about what the pricing strategy is around that product, what you're going to charge for the product. And then you want to do some research on, you know, how am I going to, where am I going to get this product from? How much is it going to cost me in terms of cost of goods? Then I need to look at how do I then work out what the um, profit margin is going to be, um, how much revenue I'm going to make, and then also, you know, how much am I going to spend on advertising for this product up front before I even put any money down on the product itself. If you understand all these numbers, and, and we're saying here, you don't just do this on one idea that you've got. You want to do this across at least 10 to 20 different ideas because Picking the one that's going to bring you the most revenue, the most profit, um, the most cash flow back in your business is going to be the one that you want to go for, the one that's not going to cost you as much to launch in the first place. Because especially when you're just starting out in this business, one thing that we want you to do is have the confidence to test. We could give you all the great you know, strategies in the world, but you're not going to know until you've actually done it how, is, how it actually works. And so you don't want to take all the investment that you've got and put that all into one egg in one basket kind of thing or all the eggs in one basket. You know, you want to have the confidence that you can learn throughout this process as well. And having all those numbers up front is going to give you a lot more confidence when you actually place that first order. Yeah, I think it'd be interesting to try to stuff that all into one egg instead of into all your <laughs> eggs into one basket. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So, I mean, obviously the data, the research, all that stuff is incredibly important to prioritize your opportunities, know which one you're going to go for next. And once you know, which one you're going to go for next. So whatever your product is, so it's your first product, then that's when you start sourcing factories, you know, from either China or Southeast Asia, somewhere, Korea, perhaps um, to manufacture the products you're going to look to sell. So once you determine what product you want and move you know, when, what you want to move forward with, you'll contact a few different factories and negotiate the best pricing, the best quality, and figure out what the best relationship to get a competitive advantage in the market is. Now, we actually have had an entire podcast around this with Norm, the beard guy, Farrar. So you can actually check that, that out in the show notes below. It'll give you some great strategies on the best ways to actually go about sourcing. But essentially, you need to get enough um, you know, samples and, and qualities and work directly with the factories and not with a bunch of Alibaba middlemen to get the best pricing, get the products that you need, at the best quality and, and, and not deliver a bunch of, you know, cuts to every little person that touches the product or sends an email along the way. Um, so there's a lot of, 
you know, information around sourcing out there, but really find somebody in, in China that's going to help you do this. And if it's, you know, a direct factory representative, that's okay. But make sure it's not like that representative is talking to another representative, talking to another representative, and you're just kind of getting, you know, charged for every single person that's in that line, uh, chain of command there or in that line of communication. And, and really, uh, you know, you don't want to have just a couple of, uh, you know, samples and just a couple of manufacturer opportunities, like just, you know, a couple of quotes, you want to get enough to make a good decision. It's why people shop on Amazon, right? So people shop on Amazon so they can price compare best quality versus best price. It's value shopping. That's what you want to do with your suppliers. Get, you know, seven to 10 of them if you need. Just find things within that, that profit or, you know, that price that you can be profitable at. So if you need the product to be $2.50, well, find product or find factories that can deliver that or lower and still deliver the quality that you want. Don't think, oh, well, 325 is as close as I can get. Maybe it's not. Maybe you need to just find the, the right sourcing agent or work with a, a representative that can help you get that price from the right factory. So there's lots of different stuff, but essentially that's, that's step four. And that's finding your products from the manufacturers that need to pr- produce your products. Yeah. And like um, Isaac said, definitely go and check out that podcast on sourcing because uh, this is going to be the area where, you know, the more confident you feel, the better your outcome is going to be as well. And we go some through, through some real core strategies around how to do that. So then once you've got that, you then want to guess what? Order your product. And that's pretty easy because you've done all the hard work up front. Uh, you just basically place the order with the manufacturer or the sourcing agent, whichever, however way you're doing it. And the production starts. So then this is when the rubber hits the road, right? Because you, you've you got the product going, you've done all the hard work, you know your numbers, you're getting excited. You then need to create your strategy to launch the product. Again, it sounds, yeah, you launch the product. I literally had a conversation with someone the other day. They've launched lots of products on Amazon. Launched. And then I said, well, okay, well, how are they going? Well, I might sell one every other week. I said, so when you say launched, how did you launch it? I just put the listing up. So that's not launching a product, guys. That's literally just putting a listing up on Amazon. When we say launch, you want to create some kind of demand for the product. You want to be able to get people buying the product. Because if you don't, the way that Amazon's algorithm works is very, very simple. It's as simple as if there's demand for the product, i.e. people are buying it on the right keywords that people buy on, then guess what? Amazon are going to push you further up the page for when people are typing in those keywords. So let's use dog toy frisbee, dog toy frisbee, whatever, (laughs) dog frisbee. Um, If that's the main buying keyword that someone's going to type in, they're going to literally buy the product from that. Think of yourself as a customer. When you go on Amazon, how many pages do you actually scroll through before you purchase a product? How many products do you actually research on before you buy a product? Probably I would say the majority, maybe 80% is on the first page and then maybe the rest is on the second page. You're not really going to scroll through so many pages to actually find a product that you want to buy. It's the same when you, you know, type anything in Google. It's the first couple of pages that you, the websites that you're going to go to. Yeah. So what you need to be doing is, is being able to launch the product effectively so that you're on those first couple of pages. And the way that we like to do this is really focusing in on Amazon itself. It doesn't have to be more complicated than making sure that you capture the traffic on Amazon. And this is the part that most people don't do at all. They either just put the listing up, like I said, 
or maybe what they do is they just um, they think they have to drive traffic off of Amazon. So they spend a lot of time messing about with Facebook ads and stuff like that, rather than just biting the bullet, really understanding what their keywords are on their listing and using a platform like Amazon sponsored ads, which is Amazon's own advertising platform to drive traffic to the listing itself. So what we want to be able to do is essentially have a very, very good listing. We've also got um, other podcasts that really, we can probably put a show in, that in the show notes as well, Isaac, around how do you actually build the right listing. But what we want to be doing is having buying keywords in our listing, making sure that our listing is very attractive, making sure that it actually looks like something that the ideal client is attracted to. So making sure we've got great you know, images, making sure we've got the right keywords there so that Amazon can actually find those keywords as well. And then what you want to do is think about, well, with all those buying keywords, all those keywords that people are going to type in to essentially find the product, you want to use something like Amazon sponsored ads to enable people to find it when you're currently just starting out on the product, because chances are, once you put that listing up, you're probably going to be on page, what, 20, 25, if not page a thousand, depending on how many products there are actually on Amazon. So you're going to use Amazon sponsored ads as a way to essentially put you at the top of those pages or in the middle of those pages or at the bottom of those top pages so that people can see your product straight away. They're going to click on that ad. They're going to see how awesome your listing is and they're going to then purchase the product. So that's kind of like a very top level of why you need to do it and how, why you need to do the, the listings in the right way and, and have a launch plan, essentially. And we've got lots of other podcasts that actually literally take you through this process in detail. But the key thing that you really need to know is that you need to launch the product. You need to have a plan that you're actually going to launch this product, get volume on this product, get people buying it, because that's the key thing that's going to kickstart the whole process for you to get customers on Amazon. Yeah. And I think I need like a soundboard to do like special effects while you're talking. Cause like when somebody's like, Oh yeah, you know, I don't actually have a launch plan. I haven't even run ads. You might want one of them slide whistles. It's like, or I'm like, wah, wah, one of them buttons or something. It's like, yeah, you've just done something that's pretty boneheaded right there. Cause it's not going to work. I mean, like I said, it's one of those things that you don't plan for it properly. That's the biggest reason why you fail. You don't have the money left over or you just don't do it. Even if you have the money, you're going to fail if you don't market these products properly. And then, you know, the, the step seven here, after you've you know, got the, the launch plan and you start to execute it, is basically track and analyze your metrics to optimize your business ongoing and repeat processes four through six to keep launching new products. So it's, it's this list like churn in and, and just keep doing the same thing. It's just like this, you know, it's, uh, it's like a machine. You just keep doing the same things over and over and you start to really get some things. So basically, it's your job to keep doing the product launch system that we just outlined from steps four to six and analyze your metrics as you're going. Um, you know, find another product, get good price and quality, all that kind of stuff. Make sure that you optimize your listings and optimize your ads so that way you continuously keep growing the, the products that you have. Um, this system will basically allow you to grow an Amazon business to whatever level you want. If you want, you know, $50,000 a month, if you want a million dollars a month, all you got to do is keep systemizing this. And then basically put plans in place to, you know, obviously help get, you know, people to help you grow this business later. So that way you're not spending all your time doing it. But really the only limits here are the amount of money you have and the amount of time you have. And that's what we call our resources. So if you have unlimited time and meaning, you know, obviously you don't have anything else going on for a job or whatever, and you have unlimited money, you could literally balloon this thing out to 
you know, a multi-million dollar company. Now, obviously nobody's got unlimited time and money, but you understand that, you know, some people have really confined amounts of the time and money and others have a lot more. And, you know, the more time and money you have available, available, the quicker and larger you can grow. Most of us don't need a million dollar business right now, though. That's kind of just like a, a stretch goal. But what we need is a business that shows that we can make a couple thousand dollars of income to put in our pocket each month so we have the confidence to keep going. And that's really our goal for you is get a thousand dollars income each month to start, then get two thousand dollars of income and so on. And we obviously talked about, you know, planning and, and talk about our smart goals and all that kind of stuff and how to achieve these things in other podcasts as well. But basically using these seven steps and, and really getting, obviously there's some other little steps along the way, but really doing these seven steps continuously, you're going to get there and you could even get beyond what you expected quicker than you thought. Um, so it's not like, you know, this is only for special people. It's not like this is only for, you know, millionaires already. This is a business that works for people that are just like you and I, uh, Kirstie, we'd never had our own business before. We didn't have e-commerce selling experience before we did this before. We basically said, this is what we're going to jump into because the investment looks right. The amount of knowledge I need is a lot less than like starting an actual in like a brick and mortar kind of chain store or franchise or doing real estate or anything like that. And this is where it's come to. Like, these are some of the best opportunities out there today is is e-commerce and kind of, you know, building these virtual stores, if you will, that sell just as good branded products, but cut out all those middlemen of retail get the price to the consumer a lot cheaper and get the products with a great quality to the consumer right on Amazon where people are shopping already. And, you know, that's, that's the, the long and short of a very sweet, sweet business model. Yeah, exactly. And I think, you know, if you take anything away from this podcast today, it's really all about understanding the numbers and understanding your tolerance level of risk right mm-hmm. at the end of the day and making sure that you're leveraging the investment that you that you're putting in there and this is what we see time and time again is where people fail is that they don't understand their numbers before they even like launch the product and they don't realize that they're actually building a business they're building a brand right and so that's why i mean when we recap essentially number 1 is really starting with the ideal client to serve not finding a product to sell. If you just make that switch, you could, your headspace is going to be in a lot better position. You're ultimately always going to be start to build that brand for that ideal client. And it opens up your mind to so many different ways that you can start to think about, how do I serve this client? You know, what kind of products would they like? And guess what? Then all of a sudden you've got this like raft of different product ideas that you can then start to research. And then you want to make sure that you're doing the product research on the main keywords, the buying keywords that the customer is going to have. And at the end of the day, it's as simple as what, what do you call this? If you went to Amazon and you were going to look for this product, what would you type in? That's probably going to be the main keyword. And it's important you do it on those main main keywords because that's where you're going to see the real numbers. Then you want to determine if the products are profitable. Do they bring cash back quick enough to sustain the business? And then you want to prioritize the best opportunities and also making sure that you can afford to still advertise those products as well. Mm-hmm. Then you want to source factories to manufacture the products that you're looking to sell. Then you want to order the product and um, make sure that that's from your preferred supplier, making sure that you've looked at all those different you know, samples and that you're happy with the quality, et cetera. And of course, the cost. Then you want to create your marketing strategy. How are you going to launch this plan and this product before you even 
you know, put it up on Amazon. Having that plan in place is going to make sure that you get in front of those buyers and that's when you start to make sales. And then number seven sounds, yeah, of course we do this, but this is very important and no one really does this a lot, right? I wouldn't say no one, but a lot of people don't do this. A lot of people it's, refuse to do it because it's, it's like a menial or tedious task. Yeah. But for me, this is like the gold, right? This is where you start to understand what's working, what's not working. So track and analyze your metrics to optimize your business ongoing and repeat all those processes from four to six to keep launching new products. That's how you're going to grow the business. And by tracking and analyzing your existing products, that's where you're going to find what's not working so you can start to kind of rectify some of that stuff as well. Because once you've got the plan in place and you understand what you're aiming for in the first place, then you know if you're not achieving it, right? So make sure that you put the plan in place to achieve the goal and then also bring some new products through. And that's how you're going to start to really sort of ramp up the business as you go. Yep. So that's the seven steps that basically help you grow a successful Amazon business. And if you do those things the right way, you know, and don't try to shortcut stuff and hack stuff and think, oh, I can manipulate Amazon and do all this stuff. You're going to have a sustainable business that brings you money all the time, you know, month after month, year after year. So remember, guys, now that you're armed with this information, it's your job to go out there and implement it into your business and grow your business through action. And if you haven't started a business yet, highly recommend, obviously, going through these steps and just, you know, making sure that you get this done. Also, to get some free training on what it takes to have a successful business to fuel your lifestyle, head to www.goteamreal.com to download our free training today. And we'll see you next week for the next Sprint to Profit episode. And as always, we wish you the best for your business. Bye for now. Don't forget to subscribe. And if you would like to get more information about selling on Amazon, head to goteamreal.com for some absolutely free training.